0: Welcome to Discover the Wall, from English Heritage, exploring Hadrian's Wall. I'm Maddie Mote, and I absolutely love history. I spend a lot of my time finding out about the world around me. I love to know how things work and how things are made. But what's better than to take a look back in time and find out how we used to do things? Over 12 episodes, I'll be finding out more about the history of Hadrian's Wall and the people who lived along it. I know very little about it at the moment, other than it's a very long wall that was built by the Romans. But luckily, I'm going to be joining a team of experts who are going to fill the blanks in my knowledge. There'll be four stops on my tour of Hadrian's Wall: Corbridge Roman Town, where I'll be walking along a Roman high street, Chester's Roman Fort and Museum, the best preserved Roman cavalry fort in Britain. Halstead's Roman Fort, which is the most completely visible example of a Roman fort anywhere in Britain. And Bird Oswald Roman Fort, the place with the longest continuous stretch of the wall today. I'll be finding out what it was like to be a Roman soldier.
1: We can really imagine what it would have been like to be here. And we're going to go and see the barracks. And then we're going to look at the grandest building in the fort.
0: Cooking up some food from the time. There's a bit of barley going onto the plate. Mmm. Very delicious. And discovering more about the wall's legacy.
1: The Romans built the frontier like Hadrian's Wall all the way through Europe, in the Near East, North Africa to sort of define the border. And we all share that common heritage.
0: So let my Hadrian's Wall discovery begin. So with me, I have a historian and a curator. Francis, you're a curator? That's right, yes. And Andrew, you're a historian?
1: That's
2: correct.
0: What's the difference? In English heritage, a collections curator, which is what I am,
2: uh, looks after the small things, the collections that tell us um, all about the
0: little detailed aspects of life in the past. OK, and a historian...
1: Well, partly I look at the, the buildings, but also I try to look at the big picture, so the big historical themes, the, the great events, uh, people, that kind so of we've thing. So we have got the
2: details
0: and the big picture. Yeah, so we're basically yeah. the perfect partnership to help you explore the world. You are, and I'm so grateful you're with me. You're, you're basically my human time machines to help me take <laughs> a look back in time. And what better place to start than finding out about the main man himself? Andrew, who, who was Hadrian?
1: Hadrian was the Roman Emperor. The Roman Emperor. Absolutely, top
0: yeah. Top guy. Yep,
1: yeah, and he ruled uh, the empire from AD 117 to AD 138. And he's basically in charge of, of the entire empire, an empire that stretched from uh, North Africa to the Middle East and covered most of Western Europe and, of course, Britain, or Britannia, as the Romans would have called it.
0: So Hadrian ruled the Roman Empire about 1,900 years ago. He was in charge of millions of people over a vast area. And I want to know why Hadrian wanted to build such a huge wall. So right now we're at the edge of what was then the Roman Empire. Is that one of the reasons for building a wall to mark that? Yeah,
1: in part, I think Hadrian uh, was was very keen on securing uh, the borders of this vast empire, um, and so in in AD one two two, he came to Britain in order to oversee uh, the building of of, of a wall um, in order to, to to really kind of formalise. Um, what had uh, existed beforehand.
0: So one of the reasons for the wall was simply to mark the border.
1: Yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons. It was probably also so that they could potentially um, control access to and from the empire. Maybe it was also to uh, protect from, uh, from raiders, but there are other the, the, um, theories um, as well.
0: So there are lots of different reasons for this wall. It's not just a case of physically marking a border. Why else do you think it was put here?
2: I think one thing might have been simple propaganda. As Andrew said, Hadrian's an emperor of a large empire. He needs to make a statement both to his subjects and his army, but also to people outside the um, empire and show, you know, look what we can do when we put our minds to it. We can build a wall that's 73 modern miles long. So you say
0: 73 modern miles long, that is an incredibly long wall. Was there anything like that at the time?
2: No, not at all, it was completely new. The empire had marked its boundaries with maybe the river or perhaps the edge of the forest or maybe even a turf um, wall with a timber fence on the top. But the fact that it was built in stone was a huge statement and a huge undertaking in terms of labor and resources.
0: Imagine what it would have been like heading through the countryside and coming across a huge wall that was miles and miles and miles long. It must have looked so impressive and actually imposing. Quite a threatening thing to come across. Yeah,
2: absolutely, because it was extremely long. We also think it was whitewashed. So if you imagine that glistening in the sun, it's something completely alien from what's gone before. No, nothing's been seen like that before in the area. The
1: whole area would have been sort of farmland pretty much before before it was built, or, or moorland. It
0: really would have looked alien, I mean, completely different. So we know Hadrian's Wall was long, but how tall was it?
1: It could have been up to five and a half metres tall. That's just the curtain wall. But of course, there are also turrets, um, and they could have been anything up to about 10 metres tall. So it gave commanding views of of, of the landscape and enabled the the soldiers to keep an eye on anybody that was approaching.
0: It wasn't just a wall then? No, it was much
2: more complicated than that. So we're sat at Birdoswald or Banner, which is one of the forts along the wall. There was also a mile castle, every Roman mile. And then there were two turrets in between each mile castle. So lots of structures to find out about.
0: It sounds like the whole wall was a military base.
2: It was. It was, you know, marking the edge of the empire and it was where the emperors stationed their troops.
0: As Francis and Andrew are telling me, Hadrian's Wall was a complex system of buildings, metres high and miles long. But what came first, the wall or the soldiers? Oh, tricky.
2: (laughs) So in Britain... There were soldiers here from 43 AD, so 70-plus years before Hadrian's Wall was built, but the soldiers didn't live on this exact line until they built the wall and they thought they could live in.
0: The soldiers built the wall? The soldiers built the wall. Oh, that
2: explains it. Well, this is
1: where it gets a little bit complicated, because the soldiers that lived in the forts weren't the same soldiers that actually built the wall. The Roman army was split into two different groups. You had legionaries and you had auxiliaries, so the legionaries were the citizens. They were kind of the main um, battle units of the the Roman army, but they were also trained engineers and builders and architects. So when Hadrian ordered the wall to be built, they marched up from their bases uh, in York, uh, Chester and Caleon in South Wales, and then they set about Um, building this uh, um, 73-mile military installation.
0: That is fascinating that the soldiers were trained as engineers for this very purpose.
2: As in the modern army today, a lot of the time the soldiers won't be fighting, so it makes sense for the army to have people with other skills. So many of the soldiers would be either architects or surveyors, they'd be scribes, there might be doctors, and so You know, the vast majority of the time they're not fighting, they can use their other skills to help the empire
0: in whatever way it needs. So as well as being a military base for soldiers, Hadrian's Wall was also home to full communities of lots of people with lots of skills once the forts are built they essentially become small towns and you need everything
1: in a fort that you're going to need in a town because these these soldiers and their families are going to be living here for a great part of their lives
0: what's interesting is that you've got people from all walks of life from all over the empire living and coming together in one place
1: absolutely and it makes it a really uh interesting place to live i would imagine it's a very vibrant place to live
0: and uniting everyone you have this wall that's right
1: that's right and it's still here 1900 years later
0: (laughs) we'll be learning more about roman soldiers the people who lived here and what life was like along the wall as my exploration continues i'm so excited i feel like i've now got a sense of who built the wall why it's here and the type of people that might have lived along it but naturally I've just got so many more questions now and I can't wait to find out more. In the next episode of Discover the Wall, I'll be finding out how the wall was built.
1: They were experts, so they're expert engineers, they're expert stonemasons, they were good at laying stones, they were good at transporting it, finding resources. You've got thousands and thousands of men who are highly motivated in order to get this done.
0: And where did all of the stone needed for a mammoth frontier come from?
1: It's coming from all along the line of the wall. The Romans aren't gonna import it from long distances because that's not very efficient. So even when you drive the wall today, you can see quarries where the Romans would have taken the stone and then brought it up to the wall.
0: And if you want to discover Hadrian's Wall for yourself, just search English Heritage online and find out more about the amazing things you can see and do at Corbridge Roman Town, Chester's Roman Fort and Museum, Halstead's Roman Fort, and Bird Oswald Roman Fort. The place with the longest continuous stretch of the wall today.